0: भगवाद गीत चाप्र थी वर्स 16 एवं प्रवर्तितं चक्रम न अनुवर्तयति इह यह अगायोह इंद्रिया आरामह मोघं पार्था सह जीवति एवं प्रवत्तितं चक्रम नानु बर्त्यति हया अगायु रिंद्रिया रामो मोघं पार्था सु जीवति एवम प्रवर्तितं चक्रं नानुवर्तयति हयः अघासुरेन्द्रियारामो मोहं पार्थस जीवति एवम प्रवर्तितं चक्रं नानुवर्तयति हयः Agha Yurindriya Ramo Moham Parthas Jeevati Please turn Eva Pravartitam Chakram, chakram Nanu Vartayati Hayah Agha Yurindriya Ramo मोगं पार्थस जीवती चन्द एवं प्रवर्तितं चक्रम नानु बर्तयती हयह अभायो रामो मोघं पार्थस जीवति, एवं प्रवर्तितं चक्रम, नानु बर्तयति हयह, अग्हायुरिंद्रियारामो, मोघं पार्थस जीवति, Evam Pravartitam Chakram Nanu Varthayati Hayaha ADHAYURINDAYA RAMO Mogham Parta Sajati Evam Thus prescribed Pravartitam Established by the Vedas. Chakram, cycle. Na, does not. Anuvartayati, adopt. Iha, in this life. Yah, one who. Aghayu, life full of sins. Indriya Aramaha, satisfied in the sense gratification. Mogham, Useless, Partha, O Son of Pritha, Arjuna, Saha One who does so, Jivati, Lives. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Śrīla Prabhupāda Gijaya. Translation, my dear Arjuna, a man who does not follow this prescribed Vedic system of sacrifice certainly leads a life of sin and a person delighting only in the senses lives in vain. Please repeat, my dear Arjuna, a man who does not follow this prescribed Vedic system of sacrifice certainly leads a life of sin, sin. for a person delighting, delighting. only in the senses, senses. lives in vain. vain. (coughs) PURPORT The mammonist philosophy of work very hard and enjoy sense gratification is condemned herein by the Lord. Therefore, for those who want to enjoy this material world, the above-mentioned cycle of performing yajnas is absolutely necessary. One who does not follow such regulations is living a very risky life, being condemned more and more. By nature's law, this human form of life is specifically meant for self-realization in either of the three ways, namely Karma Yoga, Jnana Yoga or Bhakti Yoga. There is no necessity of rigidly following the performances of the prescribed yajnas for the transcendentalists who are above vice and virtue, but those who are engaged in sense gratification require purification by the above-mentioned cycle of yajna performances. There are different kinds of activities. Those who are not Krishna conscious are directly engaged in sensory consciousness. Therefore, they need to execute pious work. The yajna system is planned in such a way that sensory conscious persons may satisfy their desires without becoming entangled in the reaction of sense gratificatory work. The prosperity of the world depends not on our efforts, not on our own efforts, but on the background arrangement of the Supreme Lord directly carried out by the demigods. Therefore, the yagnas are directly aimed at the particular demigod mentioned in the Vedas. Indirectly, it is the practice of Krishna consciousness because when one masters the performance of yajnas, one is sure to become Krishna conscious. But if by performing yajnas one does not become Krishna conscious, such principles are counted as only moral codes. One should not therefore limit his progress only to the point of moral codes, but should transcend them to attain Krishna consciousness. So, Evam Pravartitam Chakram Chakram is a cycle. So there is a cycle of sacrifice, Uh, it is explained, actually this whole cycle is described in the last uh, 6 to 7 verses, from 3, 9 onwards, it is explained, so we will just see. In the 3.9 it is said Yajnyarthat Lokoyam karma bandhana, Tadartham karma kaunteya, Mukta sangha samachara Work done as a sacrifice for Vishnu has to be performed Otherwise work causes bondage in this material world Therefore, O son of Kunti Perform your prescribed duties for his satisfaction And in that way you will always remain free from bondage Then Anena kamadhuk. In the beginning of creation, the Lord of all creatures sent forth generations of men and demigods along with sacrifices for Vishnu and blessed them by saying, Be thou happy by this yajna or sacrifice because its performance will bestow upon you everything desirable for living happily and achieving liberation. So, in this verse, it is explained that we have to perform yajna then what will happen it will bestow upon you everything desirable for living happily in this life and achieving liberation in the next life Hmm. so we perform yajna and the demigods will reward with natural supplies like proper rain um, minerals plants you know everything we are dependent on all these things proper sunlight then, it is further explained. Devan bhavayat na te deva bhavayan tuvaha parasparam bhavayanta shreya parama The demigods being pleased by sacrifices will also please you. And, in, and thus, by cooperation between men and demigods, prosperity will reign for all. So, this is the cycle. So, we do yajna. Uh, it's um, frozen in time so we will continue anyway yeah so we do we perform yajna to please the demigods and then the demigods reciprocate by giving natural supplies and with those supplies again we perform sacrifice so this is the cycle so then it is explained that one who does not do this Ishtan bhogan hi deva dasyante bhyo stena in charge of the various necessities of life, the demigods being satisfied by the performance of yajna or sacrifice will supply all necessities to you. But he who enjoys such gifts without offering them to the demigods in return is certainly a thief. So when one breaks the cycle, he is a thief. So if we get all these gifts from nature... Uh, everything we are getting from nature, sunlight, water, food, everything. So, if we just take these gifts and then do not offer anything in return to the demigods, then he is certainly a thief by breaking that cycle of sacrifice. Yajna Bhunjate Vagham and the first <coughs> act of sacrifice is the food that we, that we eat has to be offered to the Lord. Sacrifice starts with food, eating prasadam and chanting. That's why, by tongue, self-realization starts. The devotees of the Lord are released from all kinds of sins because they eat food which is offered first for sacrifice. Others who prepare food for personal sense enjoyment verily eat only sin. Annād bhavanti annasambhava bhavati parjanyo yajñā karma samudbhava. Again an overview of the cycle of sacrifice. All living bodies subsist on food grains which are produced from rains. Rains are produced by performance of sac- yajñā, sacrifice and yajñā is born of prescribed duties. <clears throat> so we have studied over the last few weeks this, these few verses karma brahmod bhavam viddhi brahmakshara samud bhavam tasmat sarvagatam brahma nityam Yagne pratishthitam regulated activities are prescribed in the vedas and the vedas are directly manifested from the supreme personality of godhead Consequently, the all-pervading transcendence is eternally situated in acts of sacrifice. So, the Lord is personally present when there is acts of sacrifice. Bhakti Yoga. Bhakti Yoga is the greatest uh, sacrifice of all types of sacrifice. <coughs> so, and especially in this Kali yoga, is chanting. is a Sankirtana Yajna. So, this is sacrifice of congregational chanting so we are sacrificing our tendency to speak nonsense and gossip and instead using it to chant the holy name so this is a sacrifice so Kali Yuga this simple sacrifice will suffice and the all pervading transcendence is eternally situated in acts of sacrifice so we have also in the previous class we have um, mentioned that the same thing Narayana Lord Narayana told Naradvani. that Yatra Gayanti I am situated where my devotees are glorifying me. That is Sankirtan Egya. So, the all-pervading transcendence is eternally situated in acts of sacrifice. So, today's verse is again pointing to one who does not follow this, does not understand this cycle and does not follow it. Evam pravartitam chakram aghayur indriya ramo mogham parthasa jivati. My dear Arjuna, one who does not follow in human life the cycle of sacrifice. Of course, this is changed a bit from the original version. My dear Arjuna, man who does not follow this prescribed Vedic system of sacrifice certainly leads a life of sin, for a person delighting only in the senses lives in vain. Here it is said, one who does not follow in the human life the cycle of sacrifice thus established by the Vedas certainly leads a life full of sin. Living only for the satisfaction of the senses, such a person lives in vain. So, anyway, the point is the same. The point is that, if one who does not follow the system of sacrifice, who simply aghayur, who is a sinful soul, agha means sinful, sin. Ayur means lifetime. One whose lifetime is spent on sinful activities, a sinful soul, what he does, Indriya Ramo, he lives for the satisfaction of his senses, sense gratification. That is his aim of life. He he doesn't care for the yagnic uh, process. Such a person lives in vain. It is a waste. His whole human life is a waste. Uh, because it was meant for a different reason, uh, and then he used it, he completely misused it. Like if you give some maybe iPhone or iPad for, to, that, uh, to a kid, he will misuse it. He will break it, he will, you know, do something with it, which is not the actual use of the gadget. So it is a waste giving that kind of uh, thing to a child. Or to childlike people also. Adults. Childlike adults. As I said many times. They are on the MRT or bus. With their phone and they are swiping away. And if you go over the shoulder and see what they are doing. They are playing Candy Crush. And similar other stupid games. So. It is a waste of time. Whereas devotee. He will hear Prabhupada's lecture. Or he will read the scriptures on the, you know, device. So, in this way, he keeps in touch with Krishna. Uh, there is advantage, certainly, because all the books how to carry. But just by one device, nowadays, you can carry the entire library of Prabhupada's books on in your pocket. And you can read and take advantage. And not only Prabhupada's books, Prabhupada's audio. Uh, everything is there in that one gadget hmm. and you can share also uh, to social media or whatever you, know, you read something nice okay? share it you can immediately share it so a devotee uses in this way uh, but a non-devotee he will just simply waste time so not only gadget the whole human life uh, human body is a device yantra, machine It is also a gadget. It is meant for a purpose. Our purpose is to revive our lost Krishna consciousness which can be completely done in human life. Uh, But if we, if a soul in ignorance does not understand this value of human life and simply wastes it away in meaningless sense gratification, just like the animals then such a person lives in vain and our modern civilization is completely this. This is the perfect description of modern civilization. We are going completely against the cycle of sacrifice. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, so we will come to that now. So, by nature's law, this human form of life is specifically meant for self-realization in either of the three ways, namely Karma Yoga, Jnana Yoga or Bhakti Yoga. So, this is the self-realization. Human life is meant for self-realization and there are broadly categorized as Karma Yoga, Jnana Yoga and Bhakti Yoga. Now, in Karma Yoga, actually there are no three paths. There is only one path. But it is either pure or mixed. Therefore, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, it is described Karma Yoga as Karma Mishra Bhakti. Then, Jnana Yoga as Jnana Mishra Bhakti. So, the pure path to go back to Godhead is Bhaktiya That is clear. In Bhagavad Gita, only Bhakti will take you. Uh, bhaktyaham Ekaya Grahya In Uddhava Gita also Krishna told Uddhava Bhaktyaham Ekaya Grahya Ma I can only be achieved by I can only be captured by Bhakti uh, There is no other way to attain self-realization Full self-realization One can achieve partial self-realization by Jnana Yoga By understanding that I am the Aham I am the spirit soul I am not this body that much we can understand but we cannot understand that we are servant of Krishna yet so there is partial self-realization as Prabhupada said semi-liberated <laughs> souls Vimukta manna. they think they are fully liberated but actually they are only semi-liberated and they can fall down from there also so karma-mishra-bhakti means one still is attached to the karma, karmakanda, that means fruitive work. I want to do this and achieve this. Actually, demigod worship all comes under this category. Uh, that, oh, I do some yajna and then I get some supplies in return. That's what the whole cycle of sacrifice, right? Krishna is describing. You please the demigods and they will award you all the natural reward you with the natural supplies and in this way you live happily and achieve liberation eventually. Um, So how does this work? So the process is that when one is not a devotee because let's face it 99.9% of the souls in this universe in this material world are not going to be devotees. Because the reason why we are here is because we went against the devotion to Krishna. So they are naturally inclined towards other ways. Mainly which is sense gratification. Krishna bhahir mukha kare. There only two things. Either Krishna consciousness or sense gratification. There is no middle way. So if I am just into sense gratification... Then, I will go to hell. So, therefore, the uh, Vedas prescribe There is Karma Yoga. Okay, you satisfy your senses, but at the same time, uh, offer the results to Krishna. Or if you are not interested in Krishna, do some Yajnas for the demigods. They are also parts and parcels of Krishna only. So, by doing demigod worship, one is at least following some Vedic rules. And the Vedas are set forth by Krishna dharmam saksat bhagavad pranitam so although they are not like really the real uh, religious system or paradharma transcendental religious system it is still purifying because at least one is obeying we tend to obey that which appeals to us usually if something is uh, not appealing we will not take that statement we will try to reject that statement if something appeals to us then we will accept it that is how we are so in in the contaminated stage nobody likes to hear that oh you give up everything one second just check if there are any okay so in the contaminated stage there uh, we don't like to hear that oh give up everything and surrender unto Krishna you know sarva dharma saranam Braja. we are allergic (laughs) we are allergic to such instructions (laughs) we don't want so therefore Krishna knows so therefore he says are you Satisfy the demigods. They will give you all material supplies. So that you can enjoy nicely. Ah, This is good. I want to follow this. And next life also you can enjoy. In the heavenly planets. Apsaras and all this. Oh, this, this is what I want to do. At least in that way, he is induced to do something. Obey, obedience. The whole problem we have is we are disobedient. adamant, Rebellious. This is our problem. So, we have to become obedient to Krishna. So, because we won't get obedient completely. So, this Karma Yoga. Oh, somebody understands uh, this uh, doing karma and there's a lot of suffering, birth and death. Then he tries to speculate about the absolute truth. No, we actually have to get out of this material world. He starts like that. Then actually, who am I? What am I? He starts to speculate. For them, there are Upanishads and other literatures where he can speculate on such matters. He can consider, deeply consider, what is his situation in the material world. Oh, this is not very good actually. Not really conducive for my happiness. Still, he is interested in his happiness only. He wants to be happy, but it's like the sour grapes philosophy. Given a chance, he would have been, he would have tried to become the overload of everything but when he understood that actually you know it is very painful it is not possible really when he understands that point then he tries to oh this is not a place for happiness we should get out of here you know what is the sour grape philosophy the fox or the jackal fox I think so he wanted to jump and reach the grapes He tried and tried, but he could not reach them. And then, this is all sour grapes. They are not really sweet. You know. He actually could not make it. So, he acts as if he is very renounced. Uh, Doesn't matter, it's not. It's not very good. So, actually, we are like that. We are chasing sense gratification. It's always elusive. We cannot reach it. We cannot reach a point of satisfaction in this material world. When we can say that, oh, now I am fully contented, fully happy. No, we can never come to that point. Shochati and Kangshati, we are always in this lamentation or hankering. We are lamenting that which we have lost, lamenting for that which we have lost and hankering for something which we don't have. We are never satisfied really. If we are satisfied, we will not do anything. A satisfied person he does not do anything <laughs> because if he is not if he is satisfied why why he has to endeavor for something to gain something no he is you know carefree but we are not like that uh, in this conditioned state we are not like that uh, we are always looking for something to do something uh, that means we are trying to contract our uh, Or fulfill our desires. Counteract the emptiness that we feel. So therefore, this Jnana Yoga is for those people who are speculating in this way. Oh, I I am something else. But still he has that mentality of becoming overlord. So now he wants to become not overlord of the material world. Now I want to become one with God. As a big overlord you want to now merge with the Lord I am as good as the Lord so this kind of nonsense starts he gives up sense gratification but then he goes on to bigger sense gratification there are some people like that mayavadis they think they are one with God they are you know they, they talk stupid philosophies you know what is outside is also inside you know you don't have to explore outside the universe inside is also the universe where inside you know, open your mouth uh, Krishna showed inside himself the universe if we open mouth what will happen a dentist will oh you have a hole one tooth must be t- taken out <laughs> we have this kind of problems uh, then we bre- don't brush the teeth bad breath That's all is there inside. It's all just like a a bag of skin full of disgusting elements inside. That's all. Nothing, no universe is inside there. Whereas Krishna, he could show the entire universe. Uh, So it is a stupid philosophy that we are as good as the Lord. We are not at all as good as the Lord. If we are, then why are we in illusion? Why don't we know who we are? Why don't we know the cause of our birth? Why don't we? Why don't? Why are we not able to control anything? God means he should be able to control everything. We are not controlling. Uh, so this is uh, rascaldom, saying that I am equal to the Lord. Uh, therefore, when one gives up all this nonsense, speculation, and fruitive activity, and takes to devotional service, then that is pure bhakti. So if one speculates with Vedic injunctions there is Jnana Yoga. But these paths are very very full of trouble. Kleshodhi Katarastesham, Full of trouble. In the 12th chapter Krishna is saying because Arjuna asks which is better following the impersonal path which is full of speculation and which involves this understanding that I am as good as God, or uh, to engage in devotional service bhakti. Then Krishna, he explains that, you see, kleshodhi kataraste sham avyaktasakta avyaktahe gatir dukham dehavat for those whose minds are attached to the unmanifested impersonal feature of the Supreme, advancement is very troublesome. To make progress in that discipline is always difficult for those who are embodied. So, he is saying, categorically saying that, no, 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 this, this process of impersonal speculation and all this nonsense will is very, very troublesome. So, therefore, he said, you see, Rajagudya pavitram idam Uttamam Pratyaksha Vagamam Dharmyam. Huh? Pratyaksha Dharmyam Susukam Kartumabyam Pratyaksha means it is readily available, readily manifested. You can see, you can feel the results. Whereas it's a speculative method, impersonal realization. Vimuktam maninas. They are thinking that they are liberated. They have no pratyaksha or um, tangible results, tangible progress they are making. They do not, they cannot see it. Yeah, they do understand that this material world is a miserable place, but they have no information. Therefore, they live in frustration. They live in frustration. For them, there is no happiness. Oh, material world is useless place. It's a miserable place. So, let's stop everything. Stop doing everything. So this is their way of life. Jnani's. Uh, but one who is bhakta, he is Pratyaksha Dharmyam Susukham Even from the very beginning, his process is full of Sukham. Susukham. Sukham means happy. Susukham means very happy. This knowledge is the king of education, the most secret of all secrets. It is the purest knowledge and because it gives direct perception of the self by realization, it is the perfection of religion. It is everlasting and it is joyfully performed. It is joyfully performed. Even a beginner devotee can feel the joy of Krishna consciousness by chanting, by taking Krishna Prasadam, by discussing nice philosophy, and by doing service. This is joyful. There is no difficulty. In fact, Prabhupada said, where is the austerity in our movement? Uh, when we say, no meat-eating, no illicit sex, no gambling, no intoxication. That is a way of healthy life. Austerities means, okay, stand on one leg, you know, or uh, eat dry leaves and or breathe only air like Dhruv Maharaj did. And these are, yes, we can say austerities. But these four principles are just for healthy life. They are just... Uh, Principles of healthy life, mental health, mental health and physical health. So that we can be in a state where we can comfortably chant Hare Krishna. And chant nicely Hare Krishna. Do Krishna Seva and discuss nice supreme philosophy, sublime philosophy, purest knowledge. And as you said, Rajavidya, Rajaguhim, Pavitramidamuttamam, purest knowledge. No, no, uh, what is that? Uh, Speculations like what the scientists, in our school material education, it is not pure knowledge. It is full of impurities. The first impurity is that there is no mention of God. Then there is so much speculation. And we have to learn all that and then pass exams, writing nonsense. As long as we can read and calculate, That's it, there should be enough. And then one should spend his time reading these books, Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavatam. Really worth reading. So if you can live on these things, you know, and of course, do one's work, and with complete Krishna consciousness, with complete understanding, in that way one can be happy. One does not have to complicate life, it's very simple. Hmm. but one who does not follow this Indriya Rama Aghayur sinful Moham Parthas Jeevati Moham that is Moham is also explained in the 9th chapter Moghasha those who are thus bewildered are attracted by demonic and atheistic views those who are atheists they are bewildered they actually do not know what they are talking about in that deluded condition their hopes for liberation their fruitive activities and their culture of knowledge are all defeated whether karma or jnana or whatever, everything is destroyed. If one has atheistic propensities. And to be very honest, modern scientific so-called understanding is all about being atheistic. One may say, no, 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 it's not. No, it is. Because if one accepts God, then we have to accept his Definition or his explanation of creation. He said, I breathe these universes into existence. Yes, huh? By his breathing, he manifested universes from the pores of his bodies. And how the universe expanded, how the Brahma came into being, how all the demigods came into being, how the human beings, animals, everything is described. So science should teach this. If they're if they're not atheistic, but they are, that's why they come up with stupid theories like Big Bang theory, which makes absolutely no sense. Where a big bomb blast has created so much order, and you know, whereas every explosion that we know only creates chaos, and this has created order. So, in this way, uh, such jnana is useless and karma, just like in these few verses, 3, 10 to 15, there is the mention of demigod worship to get material supplies. But Krishna's same Bhagavad Gita, later on he denounces this uh, because this is a lower principle. For one who is karmi, for yes, then he can perform demigod worship. But later on, he condemns this very demigod worship. Because we can't really perform pujas for all devatas. 330 million of them are there. Our lifetime is not enough. If we do 5 demigods one day and 5 demigods another day, 5 demigods, we cannot reach 330 million at our end of life so it's not even practical and you have to do regularly to each of them not that 5 demigods and then whole life you don't touch these 5 demigods again no you have to satisfy everyone all the time like Indra Puja as he was mentioning the Nanda Maharaj father of Krishna he wanted to do Indra Puja because he's a Vaishya agriculturist they depend on rains so Indra gives rains so they are trying to do Indra Puja but Krishna stopped it. No. you worship Govardhan. Actually Govardhan is giving us all this. All our supplies. And the Govardhan Giri. We celebrate Govardhan Puja. Annakut. Uh, so Govardhan is non-different from Krishna. So by... Uh, Worshipping Krishna... He is establishing a point that... All the demigods... Uh, will obey... Krishna so you just have to worship him and if he is satisfied all the remigods are satisfied and they will automatically give you all supplies so every single day we can worship all the 330 million just by worshipping Krishna and that is not even the reason why a devotee worships Krishna to get the natural supplies no that is not even the reason that happens as a byproduct of his worshipping Krishna So, let's look at some verses where Krishna actually speaks about this. Kamaistaise hrtajnana anyadevata tamtam nemam asthaya Chapter 7, text 20 of Bhagavad Gita. Those whose intelligence has been stolen by material desires surrender unto demigods and follow the particular rules and regulations of worship according to their own natures. So those who have material desires, whose intelligence is stolen, Haritak Jnana, they surrender to demigods and follow the particular rules and regulations of worship. Then he says, yo yo yam yam tanum bhakta shraddhay architum icchati tasya chalam shraddham tameva vidadham yaham I am in everyone's heart as a super soul as soon as one desires to worship some demigod I make his faith steady so that he can devote himself to that particular deity so even our if somebody is a staunch demigod worshipper that faith is given by Krishna only why he gives such faith if it is wrong yuktas tasya labhate chatatah kamaan vihitan hitan Endowed with such a faith, which is given by Krishna, he endeavours to worship a particular demigod and obtains his desires. He obtains his desires also. But in actuality, these benefits are bestowed by me alone. Without Krishna's sanction, the demigods cannot give you anything. Anything they cannot give you. Hmm. Antavattu sham, tad sam, devan deva yanti, yanti Men of small intelligence worship the demigods and their fruits are limited and temporary. Those who worship the demigods go to the planets of the demigods. But my devotees ultimately reach my supreme planet. So this is the thing. So if you worship those demigods, why Krishna is then encouraging demigod worship then, if it is wrong? He's not encouraging. He's encouraging for those people who will not worship anything. At least you worship demigods. Instead of being a complete agnostic, you cannot be fully devotee yet. So at least don't be complete agnostic. At least worship the demigods. Make some progress at least. So next time you will take birth in the planets of the demigods. And in the demigod planets, they are all worshiping Vishnu. You know. Uh, Om tad Vishnu paramampadam sadapashyanti surayah. The sura, asura and sura. Asura means demons. Sura means the devatas. They are always what they are doing? Om tad Vishnu paramampadam sadapashyanti surayah. The demigods are always, this is Rigveda mantra. They are always worshipping the lotus feet of Vishnu. And they are seeing the lotus feet. they go to the ocean of milk and they offer the prayers of Purusha Sukta prayers whenever they want an incarnation to descend Indrari Vyakulam Lokam ridayanti Yuge Yuge When demigods are facing some kind of trouble from the demons they go to the ocean of milk uh, There the Lord is lying down on the Seshanaga there's a nice verse also. This is from the Mukundamala Stotra actually. Kshira-sagar-taranga-shikara-saratarakita-charo-murtaye Bhogi-bhogasaya-niyashayine madhavaya-madhu-vidvishenama obeisance to lord madhava, enemy of the madhu demon. His beautiful form lying on the couch of the serpent ananta is speckled by the shower of spray from the milk ocean's waves. So he is ni- nicely lying down on the... what? I think I don't know, it's slow here. So, Sagara taranga shikara, sara tarakita Charu ye. So his very beautiful form is bhogi bhoga he uh, he's lying on the Anantasesh and then uh, the the what is that the milk ocean is spraying because of the waves you know just like water splashes on the rocks and then the spray just comes into the air right so like that the the waves of the milk ocean are you know splashing on the body of the snake Anantasesh. And then the shower, the uh, shower of milk is falling on his beautiful body. So, that's that's the uh, description. So, he is lying on the ocean, milk ocean and then the demigods are offering their prayers. Uh, so, if one uh, worships the demigods and he goes to the planets of the demigods, then he will get the chance to associate with the demigods and then become a devotee of Krishna. Eventually. That's the whole idea. So it's a purification that happens over many lifetimes. Therefore, Bhagavad Gita says Bahunam Sarvamiti Sudurlabha. After many births and deaths, he who is actually in knowledge surrenders unto me, knowing me to be the cause of all causes and all that is. Such a great soul is very rare. So one who surrenders to Krishna, he is the great soul, Mahatma. Not somebody who fought some war for the country like Gandhi. No, that is not. Mahatma, title, not the people give him. The Lord should certify us as Mahatma. And the Lord certifies only him as Mahatma, who is, after many, many births, he who understands that actually Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and let me just surrender unto him. He who does that, he is Mahatma. Um, what is that? Hmm. Yatha taror mula chanena, tripyanti pashaka, as pouring water on the root of a tree energizes the trunk, branches, twigs and everything else and as supplying food to the stomach enlivens the senses and limbs of the body. You know what I am talking about? What is this verse saying? That if you water the root of the tree, all the parts of the tree get... Nourishment. If you put the food in the stomach, the whole body becomes energized. You don't have to feed the eyes separately, the hands separately, the legs separately. No, just put in the stomach, everything is taken care of. Like that, all the demigods simply worshipping the Supreme Personality of Godhead through devotional service automatically satisfies the demigods who are parts of the Supreme Personality. He is like the root. Or he is like the stomach. You satisfy him. All devatas are automatically satisfied. The All the supplies are given. Everything is. And moreover, one gains love of Godhead. Which is the actual aim of human life. Human life is not meant for getting those supplies. Natural supplies. Oh, that's why we must uh, do the religious duties. But that is the preliminary understanding. They think Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha. We have to do Dharma. Dharma so that we get the artha. They understand that, yes, natural supplies are given by demigods, so I have to do some dharma, some religious duties, in order to get the artha, the supplies. Why? So that I can engage in karma. Then when someone, someone is frustrated, then he goes to moksha. Uh, but a devotee is not engaged in uh, devotional service for these reasons Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said he said I don't want dhanam, I don't want janam I don't want sundari I don't want wealth or uh, following I, want, I don't want to become famous or I don't want a beautiful wife? No, I don't want these things. janam, Najanam, Nasundarim, Kavitam, Vajagadisha, Kamaya. Kavita. All the songs or poems of this mundane world are on these topics. Some love story. All the songs are like this, no? Actually, not love story, they are lust stories. Lust stories. So, uh, the, but the devotee is not interested in these things uh, he is just mama Janmani it doesn't matter even if I take birth after birth but I want to be your devotee his only thing is he want to be devotee of Krishna maintenance or Krishna you, you know what to do whether to maintain me or whether to kill me that is up to you he doesn't even ask for that maintenance that is pure devotion do it only for the sake of pleasing Krishna not to get these devotee uh, devotees ultimately not even interested in the cycle of sacrifice, although automatically he is maintained by the Lord, but he is not interested in that, he is not doing the devotional service for that reason. Hmm. So Mukundamala stotra also have nice has nice verses. Hmm. Uh, fourth and uh, this Prabhupada also quoted in the Chaitanya Charita This is the fourth verse of Mukunwala stotra <laughs> Naham vande tavacharana yor dvandvam advandvahetoham You see, Naham am vande Naha'm, naham vande tavacharana cha, tava dvandvam your two lotus feet advandvaheto for the sake of Advanda, Advaita, merging into the existence, for liberation. No, I am not worshipping your lotus feet for attaining liberation. I am not worshipping your lotus feet to save myself from Kumbhipaka, hell. Oh, if I don't worship your lotus feet, I will go to hell. So, to save myself, I I I will worship your lotus feet. Kumbhipakam Pehare narakam napanetum. Ramya Rama amriduta nulata nandane napirantum. Ramya Rama. Beautiful, fair-skinned, delicate girls of the heavenly planets. In the Nandane. Nandana Kanan. You know Nandane means? Nandana Kanan. There are... Kanan means Garden. Nandana Kanan is a very famous garden in the heavenly planets, which is so beautiful, vast gardens with lakes, trees, flowers, birds, and everything. Very, very romantic gardens. There, the heavenly society, I mean the society girls of the heavens and the men, they have relationships there. So I am not praying to you to so that I can attain to heavens. Svarga prapti, they say svarga prapti. No, 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 I don't want svarga prapti. I don't want to enjoy with all those beautiful women in the heavenly planets. No. Ramya Rama Amrudhuta Nulata Anandane Na Pirantum Bhave Bhave Hridayabhavane Bhavaye Yambhavantum Bhave Bhave means birth after birth bhavane in the Chambers of my heart, yam bhavantam. Let me always think of you. I am thinking of you only to be able, only for the sake of thinking of you. Birth after birth, I am not even asking for take me out from this cycle of birth and death. No, not even that. That much a devotee. And then next verse also is very nice. Nastha dharme na vaso ni chaye naivakama opabhoge Yad bhavyam tad bhavad bhagavan Purvakarmanurupam See, naastha dharme I have no respect for dharma Na vaso Dharma means We are talking about Dharma for getting artha Hmm? Astha means special regard. Nastha. I don't have any special regards for dharma. Nastha dharma na vasunichaye naiva kamo Pabhoge. So I am not interested in dharma. I am not interested in vasunichaye which means artha. And naiva kamo Pabhoge. To enjoy sense gratification. Dharma artha Kama. I have no interest. I have no special regards for them. Yad bhavyam tad bhavatu bhagavan purvakarmanurupam Let whatever is bound to happen, let it happen. As in accordance with my anurupam Whatever I have done in my purva Karma. Yad bhavyam tad bhavatu Whatever has to happen, let it happen. Krishna. Etat prarthiam But still I pray to you. Usually prayers are for Mitigating all the distresses. Whatever my Purma karma. You know they do Shani puja. They do Navagraha puja. Why? Or some you know. <laughs> Purma karma is haunting them. By the astrological. Hmm, uh, inauspiciousness. Therefore they do Navagraha. This graha. You know pujas. But uh, no I am not interested. Let it whatever happen has to happen. Let it happen. But Etat Prarthiam. I have Prarthana. Etat praartyam mamabhumatam Janma janmantarepi Tvatpadam bhoruha yuga gatha Nishchalabhakti rastu Nishchalabhakti Let janma janmantarepi Mamabhumatam Many times I am asking you This prayer, what is that? Tvatpadam bhoruha yuga gatha Tvatpadam bhoruha Means your lotus feet Yuga means two Your twin lotus feet. Uh, Towards the lotus feet. Gata Nischala Bhakti Rastu. Let there be Nischala Bhakti towards your two lotus feet. This is my only prayer. Life after life. Let let my uh, Bhakti to your lotus feet be very very Nischala. It means not Chanchala. Chanchala means always wavering and flickering. No. Nischala means very very fixed that's all that's the prayer of the devotee. I don't want anything else. So in this way, uh, devotee is uh, praying. So if one does not come to this point, like in the um, uh, today's verse, in the purport, in the last part, Prabhupada is saying. But if by performing yajñas, one does not become Krishna conscious, such principles are counted on, as only moral codes. One should not therefore limit his progress only to the point of moral codes, but should transcend them to attain Krishna consciousness. Because if you see 3.12, it says, One who enjoys the supplies by the demigods and does not offer back and sacrifice, he is a thief so these are moral considerations like you take something you say thank you these are moral considerations this is this must be done by any gentleman but one should not just stay on that platform of moral codes one should transcend because our real we should return to our constitutional original position which is to be in service of krishna that is our actual position We should not serve Krishna to get something else. No. The thing that we should get is Krishna Bhakti only. (laughs) There is nothing else to be gotten. Krishna Bhakti is the process. Krishna Bhakti is the goal. The, The means to the goal is the same. The means and the goal is the same. Usually when there is a means, there is another goal. We do this to get something. But here the means is the goal, it is just the perfection, the perfection. Just like chanting is to cheto darpanam arjanam, by chanting Hare Krishna, we purify our mind. So it looks like chanting is the process, to purify the mind is the goal. But no, With with that pure mind what we will do, what is the function of the pure mind? to be always thinking of Krishna to be always chanting that's why gane sadar uchi, the perfected position is to always chant chanting is to purify the mind but with the purified mind purified mind means it is always thinking of Krishna only a contaminated mind thinks of something else than Krishna hmm. so the, ultimately the point is the goal Is just the perfection of the means that we have taken to achieve it. That's why the devotional service is so direct, so easy. We don't need any other process to get devotional service. There is no other process to get devotional service. In fact, Uh, it is only devotional service itself that purifies. And then with that purification, we engage in even more devotional service. And that affects even more purification. And then in that purification, we even engage even more intensely in devotional service. That is the whole idea. To engage intensely in devotional service. bhakti yogena yajeta param. Mm. So that is the recommendation of the... All the scriptures. All scriptures. So whether one wants... That's why there is Akama, Sarvakama, Moksha Kamaudaradhi Akamaha, Sarvakamova, Moksha Kamaudaradhi Tevrena Bhakti Yogena, Yajeta Purusham Param. So 2.3.10, Bhagavatam chapter 2 chapter 3 verse 10 a person who has broader intelligence whether he be full of all material desire hmm, without any material desire which is the devotee or desiring liberation desiring liberation is also desiring something desiring material benediction is also desiring something but one who has no desire he is a devotee He's only. he has also desire but his desire is to fulfill the desire of krishna that's it that is his desire he has no desire of his own his desire is to fulfill the desires of krishna sarvarambha parityagi there is no arambha desire there is no desire that begins from him it is krishna's desire i want to execute his desire that's it that is devotee Whereas the Karmis, they are making their own desires. I want to do this. I want to do this. His own desire. Nothing to do with Lord's desire. But he goes to the temple and pray, Krishna, please uh, make this endeavor successful. Why is Krishna obliged to make your endeavor successful? I have started something without sanction of Krishna. It's my own thing. And then I am asking Krishna to please, you know, make my, this thing successful. Why you should make it successful? And when it does not become successful, one loses faith. "Ah, I don't believe. This is how we calculate. This is how we look at God. We means, I mean, people in general. Hmm. That is the problem. We think God is there to only fulfill my desires. My dharma should be coming to the point of artha and so that I can have karma. This is our understanding of God. No, dharma is... Real dharma means there is no other reason. So, whether one has any desire or one has no desire, he should actually... udaradhi, who is broad-minded, he should worship Krishna. Because actually Krishna will fulfill all desires. Probably not in the way that we have asked it. <laughs> there is a disclaimer. Because we want something but he wants to give something much greater but we don't understand the value of this greater thing so we get stuck with this Drumara said Kacham Vichinman Kacham Vichinman Apidivya Ratnam Sthana Bilashit Tapasistitoham He will fulfill our desires but in a way that is far more satisfactory than we have asked for Not immediately, eventually. See, let me just. So, this is Dhruv Maharaj's position. Dhruv Maharaj, you know what happened? So, he was five-year-old boy, son of a king, Uttanapad. Uttanapad, his father had two wives. He was the son of the elder wife, Suniti. And there was another wife, Suruchi. So, it is common, those days, polygamy. So, um, two of the wives, he got one son each from each of his wife. But his favorite wife was the second one. And this Dhruva happened to be the son of the first wife. And the second wife, the son was, uh, what is his name? Uttam. Uttam. So, this Uttam. And Dhruva and Uttam, two sons. So, they both were five-year-old boys and they were both playing. And the younger wife's son went and sat on the lap of the father a, this boy also wanted to sit on the lap of his father then that second wife who was there only the first wife was somewhere in her room second wife who was there with the king she stopped him hey, you cannot sit on the father's lap only my son can sit if you want to sit you have to die next birth take, as a, take birth from my womb and if you are born as my son, then you have the right to sit on the, your father's lap. Otherwise you have no right, get down. You know how agitated he was, how angry he was. He was a you know, five-year-old boy. Usually five-year-old boy hardly gets any anger. You know, he just cries maybe and then forgets it. But no, he was very determined. He went crying and crying to his mother's chambers. mother said, what happened? Oh, your uh, my stepmother said like this. Then she said, what can I do? you are unfortunate that you have taken birth from my womb so this is your fate because of my fate no 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 the boy said no I am not going to take this for an answer I will avenge this nonsense behavior from my stepmother I want to I want to just because the king was the father was sitting on a throne so this boy said I want to get a throne greater than not only my father but my great grandfather who is Lord Brahma himself who has the greatest throne in the universe, he said, I want a greater throne than him and I will show my stepmother what, what I am. What is she talking nonsense? No, 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 no give up. You know, what is, the, what is the use of... He said, no, 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 I am not going to give up. Tell me how can I get what I want. Then the mother said, you know, usually people worship Vishnu and they get their desires fulfilled. All right, where is Vishnu? Show me now. Usually sages, they find him in the forest. You know, you are such a small boy. What you will go in the forest? Never mind, just forget it. Okay, forest, right? You said forest. Okay, I'll go to the forest. I will find Vishnu. Then he went to the forest looking for Vishnu. He did not even consider there is was such a dangerous place. In the dark, in the thickets, you know, there's a full jungle, you know, complete jungle. Insects, snakes, animals. He can die at any moment. Five-year-old boy. But he went. And Naradmani spotted this boy. Oh, this is... <coughs> Here is a determined boy. So he came and asked him, what happened? Why are you here? boy? You are a prince. You should go back to your kingdom. What is what is going on? No, no, no. My stepmother said like this, I will, I am very angry. I want to, my mother said, Vishnu can be found in the forest. Great sages find him in the forest. They go to the forest to meditate and they find him. That's why I came here. Where is Vishnu? Do you know? He said, um, I can show you, but why are you so much worried? You should not take these family problems too seriously this will happen in family family is full of these kind of politics so just don't worry don't take them too seriously you should become sober minded you are just a small boy after all go back to your parents the boy said I am going to find Vishnu if you as much as maybe what you have said is morally correct my heart does not accept this at the moment I want to avenge the insult of my stepmother I want to find Vishnu. You just show me how, otherwise I will go on my way. Then he saw, oh, this boy is very determined. Okay. You chant this mantra, you will find Vishnu. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. He gave him mantra. And Rumara chanted the mantra <clears throat> and he was performing very severe tapasya. In six months, he saw Lord Vishnu. Six months. Uh, the level of his tapasya was way too high first month he was only eating once in uh, once uh, every three days or something like this the next month he was only drinking water one sip of water once in every six days and third month he was taking uh, what that um, uh, dry leaves from the tree which fall down by themselves not by plucking them Once in every nine days. Then fourth month he was only taking one breath of air every once in every twelve days. You know, like this, by six months, he became so powerful that he was standing with one leg, and the force of his leg was pushing the earth out of orbit because of his tapasya. the strength of his tapasya. His weight was so heavy. Even mountains, so heavy, but they cannot push the earth out of orbit. But his weight was creating an imbalance in the movement of the earth. And the demigod saw this, this is becoming very out of control. Then they asked the Lord to be, please come. The Lord immediately came. And in six months he saw God. When he saw the Lord, this is what he said. This verse. Ham, indra guhyam, kāchan, kāchan when he was being blessed by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, dhruva Maharaj said, Oh my Lord, because I was seeking an opulent material posi- position, I was performing severe types of penance and austerity. Now I have gotten you who are very difficult for the great demigods, saintly persons, and kings to attain. Great greats, Devatas, I mean and even munis, they cannot see you. But now I am able to see you. I was searching after a piece of glass, but instead I have found a most valuable jewel. Therefore, I am so satisfied that I do not wish to ask any benediction from you. <laughs> he came with such determination. I want to find Vishnu. I want to get a kingdom greater than my great grandfather Brahma as well. Then when he actually saw Vishnu, I don't know. <laughs> he, he forgot all. Not that he forgot. But the beauty of the Lord is so intoxicating that compared with Vishnu, that desire to get you know, avenge the insult of his stepmother and uh, the position of, you know, greater than Brahma, all seemed insignificant. He's like, what is even, what? why is it even worth pursuing that? Kacham, he compared that position as greater than Brahma, the overlord of the entire universe, as Kacham, broken pieces of glass. I was so desirous of just what is actually really worth to be a broken piece of glass but now I have found the most valuable jewel which is you Krishna therefore I do not wish to ask anything but of course the Lord gave him to show that uh, it is not that the Lord just charms the devotee and then keeps him poor oh he wants wealth and then when he sees the Lord he loses attraction for wealth and he remains poor he wanted to show to others that actually I can give so therefore, he gave him a position, Dhruvalok, the North Pole Star, the Pole Star. Who even the navigation, the sea, the sailors they look at. The, now nowadays, of course, they have GPS. But still, without GPS, how people used to navigate where they were on the sea, the Pole Star, North Pole. Star. So that that is called Dhruvalok. That planet is right at the apex of the universe, even higher than Brahma's planet. It is actually one of the Vaikuntha planets. It will not be destroyed when this whole universe is destroyed. So the Lord in in fact gave him. But Duruha Maharaj had no desire to enjoy it. You see how the Lord fulfills the desires of the devotee. So much so that the desires seem insignificant. That's why there is this verse. Satyam disyatyarthitam arthito nirinam naivarthado yat punar arthitayataha Swayam vidhate bhajataman ichhatam ichhapidhanam nijapadapallavam Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 5, Chapter 19, Verse 27 The Supreme Personality of Godhead fulfills the material desires of a devotee who approaches him with such motives. But he does not bestow benedictions upon the devotee that will cause him to demand more benedictions again. However, the Lord willingly gives the devotee shelter at his own lotus feet, even though such a person does not aspire for it. And that shelter satisfies all his desires. That is the supreme personality, special mercy. The Lord gives himself. The devotee asks the Lord, please give me this. But the Lord becomes purchased by that devotion and gives himself, not to speak of that thing which he asked for, but he gives himself to him. That's why actually he does not give bhakti so easily. You see? Rajan Patir Gururalam Bhavatam Yadunam Daivam Priya Kulapate Kvachakinkaro Vaha Astveva manga bhagavan bhajatam mukundo muktim dadaati kar hichitsmana bhakti yogam. This is 5, 6, 18. Uh, it's still stuck somewhere. What is this? Canto 5, chapter 6, verse 18. Sukhadeva Goswami continued. My dear King, the Supreme Person Mukunda is actually the maintainer of all the members of the Pandava and Yadu dynasties. He is your spiritual master, worshipable deity. He is talking to who you know? Narad Muni is saying to Yudhishthir Maharaj. Hmm. The Supreme Person Mukunda is actually the maintainer of all the members of Pandava and Yadu dynasties. He is your spiritual master, worshipable deity, friend, and the director of all your activities. To say nothing of this, he sometimes serves your family as a messenger or servant. This means he works just as ordinary servants do. Those engaged in getting the Lord's favour attain liberation from the Lord very easily. But he does not very easily give the opportunity to render direct service unto him. Uh, he, Krishna can even give mukti very easily. Uh, but bhakti he will not give very easily. Because by giving bhakti, He will give himself. He will allow himself to be purchased by the bhakti of the devotee. So, therefore, he is very careful in withholding himself. Uh, So... um, Hmm. So, this is another Mukunmala Sutra verse Satyam Bravi Mimanuja, Swayamurtha Bahur, Yo Yo Mukunda Narasimha Janardaneti, Jeevo Japatya Nudinam Marane Raneva, Pasha Nakashta Sadrisha, Yadadatya Bhishtam. O mankind, with arms raised high, I declare the truth any mortal who chants the names mukunda narasimha and janardan day after day even in battle or in awe when facing death will come to regard his most cherished ambitions as no more valuable than a stone or a block of wood this is mukundamala stotra verse 40 his cherished amb- his most cherished ambitions he will consider them no more valuable than a stone or a block of wood i <laughs> mean you see a block of wood you know who wants it a stone who wants it but <coughs> that's how insignificant they will become <coughs> another is <reserve>, 14 <coughs> This is Mukundamala 14th verse. prithvi renu ranu payamsi kanika, nikah phalghus phulingo Tejo-niśvasanam-marut-tanutaram tanutaram susukshmam Kshudra-rudra-pitamah-prabhritaya Keetah-samastah-surah Drishteyatrasatarak-o-vijayate once our Saviour has been seen, who's talking about the Lord, the whole earth becomes no greater than a speck of dust. As a scientist, they are searching and digging and you know finding gold, you know, finding oil and then fighting for it, and wars are happening. They find so many valuable things in the earth. But for a devotee, <clears throat> The earth becomes no longer no greater than a speck of dust. All the waters of the ocean become mere droplets. You know? People are going to the ocean, I think your whole work is in the ocean. <laughs> there is so much trade going on and so much drilling going on, hmm? oil, but droplets is insignificant. The totality of fire becomes a minor spark. All the panchabhuta, earth, water, fire, then the air. The winds become just a faint sigh. And the expanse of space becomes a tiny hole. They are exploring now space, SpaceX, some moon mission, Mars mission, trying to go to Alpha Centauri which is like the nearest star they say other than the sun whatever it is so they are exploring the space oh you know, so interested millions billions of dollars the expanse of space becomes a tiny hole who is interested in some hole on the wall you know nobody is interested but that's how disinteresting this whole material world will become all the panchabhuta which people, which the scientists are so much fascinated by, will become insignificant for the devotee. He is not interested. It's not that he is pessimistic and he has a negative disposition towards these things. No. It is because he has such a greater uh, goal that comparatively, this becomes meaningless. That's why he is pessimistic regarding material world. Uh, Great lords like Rudra and grandfather Brahma become insignificant, and all the demigods become like small insects. (laughs) Where he wanted a seat greater than Brahma, Dhruma Raj, you see, all the demigods become like insects. Insects. Who 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 is interested in a cockroach? Nobody. So like that, nobody interested in the. I mean, a devotee. He is not interested in the devatas. For him, the Cockroach and the Brahma is the same. Just a living entity. Hmm. Indeed, even one particle of dust from our Lord's feet conquers all. One particle of dust from Krishna's feet conquers all of them, all the Devatas. So therefore, for this reason, he does not go away from Krishna. So if all our so-called religious work does not come to this point, then we are wasting time. So, this is the last verse we will see. Dharma svanushthita hapum sam vishvak sena kathasuyaha notpada ye diadiratim shrama evahikevalam. Krishna Bhagavatam Khandu 1, Chapter 2, Verse 8. The occupational activities a man performs according to his own position are only so much useless labor if they do not provoke attraction for the message of the personality of Godhead. If he is doing something, you know, if he is working hard, honestly, taking care of his family members and everything, it's useless labor unless it comes to the point of developing attraction for the message of Krishna. If that message of Krishna we are not feeling attracted towards, all our so-called honesty, our hard work and everything is useless, more waste of time. As we have um, studied earlier, Moghasa, Mogha Karmano, 9 So, this is in the 5th canto, 5th chapter, 5th verse. As long as one does not inquire about the spiritual values of life, one is defeated and subjected to miseries arising from ignorance. Be it sinful or pious, karma has its resultant actions. If a person is engaged in any kind of karma, his mind is called karmatmaka colored with fruitive activity good karma, bad karma, both are bad only Krishna Bhakti which is above good and bad karma that is to be performed because both good and bad karmas will get us into this world we will take another rebirth if a person is engaged in any kind of karma his mind is called karmatmaka, colored with fruitive activity as long as the mind is impure Consciousness is unclear, and as long as one is absorbed in fruitive activity, he has to accept a material body. So it is a defeat. Parabhav. Parabhav means defeat. Parabhavastavada, bothaja. So without self-realization, all endeavor, all things is just waste, defeat. It's a defeat of human life. So any questions or comments? Narad Muni -muni was his main Diksha Guru who gave him the mantra mother was Vartma Pradarshaka Guru she showed him the path but then Narad Muni was the one who initiated him and the others are instructing spiritual masters yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, he was asked not to do it, no? That's Vaishnava, even though he was humiliated, still he wanted to, you know, fight for his uh, brother. But yeah, anyway. Moksha and Mukti is the same. No, 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 there is desire. On, uh, muktikami. Bhukti kami, mukti Muktikami. He is still a kami. He wants liberation. They desire to become desireless. But that itself is a desire. The desire to become desireless is a desire. So actually they cannot be really desireless. Only the person who is desireless is devotee. That's why Akama, who doesn't have a desire, mokshaka, um, Sarvakama, Moksha Kama. Akamo, Sarvakama, Moksha Kama, Udharadhi. So, Moksha Kami is desirous of liberation. Devotee also desires to Yeah, yeah. So, actually, desire cannot be stopped. But Akama means there is no personal desire. Means To gratify my senses, Krishna wants it done this way. Like Arjuna, Karishye vachanam tava. I will do whatever you say. That is the end of Bhagavad Gita. He said, Karishye vachanam tava. Whatever you say, I am going to do. So that is his desire to fulfill the desires of Krishna. So have to give up the material desire, material happiness, desire of material happiness. Yes. Desire for the uh, mukti, you are saying mukti, but uh, uh, it, it, it's actually opposite. Uh, I mean, contradictory. Mm-hmm. It, it means that uh, that uh, you you desire for desires Actually, in that sense, it's a it's, uh, it's a pure mukti. No, no. See, there are three things. Karma, Jnana and Bhakti. So, Karmis are those people who simply want material desires. Then the one who is a Jnani, he wants to give up material desires, but he has a bigger desire to get Moksha. So, the the idea of getting Moksha is to get free from this material desires, material life, because... Here any desire and the fulfillment of that desire, the whole endeavor is simply painful. So, he, a jnani, he understands that. So, therefore, he doesn't endeavor in the material happiness, but he wants moksha. Uh, taste of, uh... He doesn't know the higher taste. He, doesn't have no, he has no higher taste. He just knows that this is miserable. So, let me just give up this. There is no higher taste yet. But no spiritual understanding. understanding. Yes. He does not know that there is the Lord and then service to him actually fulfills all the desires. In fact, that is the real platform of happiness. See, the whole point is the common factor in all, whether karma endeavor or jnana endeavor or bhakti endeavor, is to become happy. Now, karmi endeavor, he wants his definition of happiness. It's only a question of difference of definition. The karmi defines happiness as sense gratification. Oh, if I can gratify my senses, I will be, I am happy. So, therefore, he works for that end. But he is foolish because actually it gives him so many painful repercussions. A jnani, he who, is he who understands that such endeavor for material happiness is ultimately futile because it's so much pain, in fact. The problem with material desire doesn't happiness mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, even in the short run. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, in fact, the very process of counteraction itself is more painful than the problem itself. I will show what I mean. There are two verses. Sukhaya, this is chap, Kanto 7, chapter 7, verse 42. Sukhaya dukkha mokshaya sankalpa iha karmina. Haya dukham ani haya sukha this is just like stuck here so I'll read it out in this material world every materialist desires to achieve happiness and diminish his distress and therefore he acts accordingly actually however one is happy as long as he does not endeavor for happiness as soon as he begins his activities for happiness his conditions of distress begin Give you an example. A man is a bachelor. He is not married. He can just, you know, he he is okay. He is not so um, in a distressful position. So, but now he thinks, okay, I I need to get, I need to settle down. I I need to get married. When he thinks like this, he hasn't even got married. He doesn't even, hasn't even found a girl yet. But when he starts thinking like this, then the anxiety starts already. I have to find a girl, the girl has to be proper, and then who is the all this anxiety starts. And then of course, even after finding a girl, then there have to be marriage, then there has to be maintenance, there has to be work, there has to be so many things full of anxiety. Even the the moment he plans for happiness, you see, actually, however, one is happy as long as one does not endeavour for happiness as soon as one begins his activities for happiness, his conditions of distress begin. And another verse is also stated. Actually, there a few, but... I think... Hmm. This is by Prahlad Maharaj. Yasmat Priyapriya Viyoga Sayoga Janma Shokagnina Sakalayo Nishudahyamana Dukkhau Shadham Tadapi Dukham Atadhyaham Bhuman Brahmami Vadame Tavadasya Yogam Very nicely said. O Great One, O Supreme Lord, because of contact with displeasing circumstances and separation from pleasing circumstances, one is placed in a most regrettable position on heavenly or hellish planets, as if burning in a fire of lamentation, although there are many remedies by which to get out of miserable life, any such remedies in the material world are more miserable than the miseries themselves. Therefore, I think that the only remedy is to engage in your service. Kindly instruct me in such service. <laughs> you see? There is a problem. But the remedy to such problem in this material world is more painful than the problem itself. So, even in the short run or long run, material endeavour is always going to be painful. Mm. I don't know if I am... (sighs) this is another thing I I mean there are many verses they can can go on and on but you get the idea (coughs) therefore it is said of Knowledge of self realization even though free from all material affinity does not look well if if devoid of a conception of the infallible God. What then is the use of fruitive activities which are naturally painful from the very beginning and transient by nature, if they are not utilized for the devotional service of the Lord? All endeavors of karma, jnana are useless if there is no bhakti involved. So somebody asked question, where is the temple in Singapore? So, the temple is in Building number 9, Lorong 29, Gelang hash 3 2 You know How to attain Bhakti? <laughs> that is why we are sitting here <laughs> How to attain Nishchala Bhakti? So, there are processes Aado Shraddha let's see briefly so this is the stage stages of bhakti how to get nishchala bhakti fixed up devotion so Bhaktira Samrita Sandhu Srila Prabhupada Swami is saying Adau Shraddha beginning there has to be faith Tata Sadhu Sangha then there has to be association of devotees, constant association. Atha bhajanakriya means engagement in, the, in service, which includes initiation. Initiation and then bhajanakriya, engagement in service. Then tato nivritti all the dirty things in the heart will gradually come out one by one, one by one, by engagement in such service. That depends on how seriously we take it like the pot if it is near on the fire it will cook fast if the fire is here the pot is there you know <laughs> how close we are to the fire one second is enough but provided we are ready but if we are not ready millions of years just like that verse is there no we will come we will come back hmmm This is in the Chetna Charitamrita Bahujanma Karejadi Shravana Kirtan is Adilila, chapter 8, verse 16. Chaitanya Bahujanma Shravana Kirtan Paya Pade Premadhan. If one is infested with the ten offenses in the chanting of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, despite his endeavor to chant the holy name for many births, he will not get the love of Godhead that is the ultimate goal of this chanting. So, not that I am chanting now and I should get liberated immediately. No. I have to avoid offences. So, I have to be careful. That's why we remind ourselves of these offences every morning. So, what if I am not doing all these things? If I don't even know what the offences are? <laughs> then I am not even making progress. So, this is why we have to associate with devotees and get our offences corrected. So, that we progress more and more. You know? Uh, some people some devotees are like this. <laughs> One devotee, I think, is now in somewhere in Australia. So um, he used to say, Prabhu, I, I I don't want to come to the temple because I, I fear that if I come to the temple I will often offend all the devotees, so I don't want to commit Vaishnava parad, So I rather not come to the temple. <laughs> Go to hell, you know. <laughs> Go to hell. How are we going to learn then? Huh? Yeah, we may commit offenses. Just like we we are committing offenses while chanting. Oh, I rather not commit any offense to chanting. So, I will not chant. That is even greater offense. Our our life, first of all, is full of offense. The moment we have taken material birth means we are offensive. That's why we have taken material birth. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been in this material world. So, we have been offensive. So, if we try, even though offensively, that's why we take shelter of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. At least start. That endeavour, at least Bhavagrahi jana, at least we are trying. That Bhava Krishna accepts. Okay, he is trying. He is doing some offence. Okay, let me let me instruct through the devotees. Okay, this is wrong. This is, you should not do like this. Then we, once we are corrected, then we can progress even further. It is further. So unless in the naam aparad stage we do aparad, so that's how. But that's how we learn. Hmm. That's how we learn. Of course, ideally we should not commit aparad. But who does not commit Aparat in this material world? Where where our, our life is full of Aparat, now we have to come out of that. That is the whole devotional process. So in the beginning, the the child may not be able to uh, jump and uh, run. He will fall down, keep falling down. And one day he will be able to walk and then run and then jump and everything. So like that, uh, the answer is just to do it and then be guided by Devotees. If we just do it on our own, that's another thing. We are doing with offences all our life. And that is another... Uh, that will also not help. We should continue to do and be corrected by devotees. Then we'll come... Uh, we'll go back to that verse. nivritti vrittisya tato nishtha. Nishtha. Then there is ruchi. There is a taste. One will become... Nishtha means... Nischala, no no more wavering. Then ruchi, the taste for holy name, the taste for service, the taste for Krishna increases. Then they intensifies into asakti, spontaneous attachment. Then there is intensifies more into bhava and then there is prema or love of Godhead. So, the simple answer of how to get Nischala Bhakti is stated here. Nashta praesu abhadresu nityam bhagavata sevaya bhagavat uttama sloke bhaktir bhavati naishthiki. Srimad bhagavatam canto 1, chapter 2, verse 18. Hmm. 1, 2, 18. Bhaktir bhavati naishthiki. Naishthiki means nishtha, nischala. Wow! By regular attendance in classes on the Bhagavatam and by rendering of service to the pure devotee, all that is troublesome to the heart is almost completely destroyed and loving service under the personality of godhead who is praised with transcendental songs is established as an irrevocable fact irrevocable means nishtha means there is no more coming back again so that nischala is is attained nischala bhakti is attained by hearing bhagavatam regularly every day anything else yeah Nothing else. We'll stop here. Granthra Srimad Bhagavad Gita ki Srila Prabhupada ki Dai Gaur Primanande.